party is the Waffle House. If you ever been here, you know what I'm talking about. Where people don't dance, all they do is this. And after the original, you know what it is. Welcome remix, it had to go down. I got something else to tell you about the new Motown. Where people don't visit, they move out here. And they don't tell who you might see up in Lenox Square. I don't know about you, but I miss the freak Nick. Welcome, welcome once again to Houndstooth Heroes. A mini podcast for the national championship. Uh, my name is Greg Dawkins. I'm joined as always by friend and co-host and tonight's cruise director, Ellis Metz. How you doing, Metz? Ooh, the cruise director. I am doing great, Gregory. And I gotta say, I'm just real, real pleased we're here recording a podcast on January 5th and not uh, dressed in all black with the candles lit and the whole spiel that we would typically go through. What you drinking tonight, Gregory? But enough about me at 15. Uh, tonight, I am drinking a Deschutes Fresh Squeezed IPA. And I'm not going to complain a little bit about it. It's an Oregon uh, cold beer, and it is delicious. What about yourself, pal? I, I like an Oregon IPA. I am back on that Michigan IPA with a Bell's Two-Hearted. I bought the Tall Boy cans, and uh, they've served me real swell. Although, I did have a nice little treat when all, uh, all Louisiana for the Sugar Bowl... And had some Andy Gator up in here, as mm-hmm. well as uh, some Nola. Just it, what is their? Is it Revival IPA? They have a Revival. They have they have a few things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that was a. It was nice. It felt like I was not there, but right. No. Yeah. No. Okay. There. All right. Uh, as uh, just real quickly, as always, we are brought to you by the good, good people at Druid City Brewing Company. Uh, we would urge you to stop by there any chat anytime you're in Tuscaloosa. Uh, also, uh, the folks at Wild Bill's Wing Sauce, who always make the zestiest of wings. Uh, let's get to it. We're going to talk about Clemson. Speaking of zesty wings, let's talk right? about Clemson. Uh, your boys, not not us, your boys, but your boys, the Crimson Tide, uh, pulled out a 24-6 win in the college football playoff semifinal. Gregory, uh, just kind of general thoughts from the game? Um, okay, I'm going to be the Debbie Downer on this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. All right, everybody, the news media is like, Alabama blew out Clemson. All right, looking at the score, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a wider margin than anybody expected. However, when you look at kind of how it happened, we weren't particularly efficient. I mean, the defense was a monster. There's nothing you cannot complain about that until you start talking about injuries that developed, and we'll get to that later. But offensively, you know, we had a non-offensive touchdown, so that you know that so that that takes seven points off the yeah. giant win because it's not those twenty-four points didn't come on offense. Seven of those were a non-offensive touchdown. One of them, I mean, the 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 later on pain touchdown was bizarre in itself. So really, to me, it felt more like a ten to six game, um, which I'm fine with. I don't care how much we win by, but nevertheless, I did not feel like it was the blowout that it's being characterized as. What do you think? See, I'm going to be a little bit of a devil's advocate because, yes, there was a defensive touchdown, although, well, a quick note on that. What I found very cool about that was one thing we talked about last year on the show all the time was how quickly our defense, led by our boy Eddie, who we never doubted. Mm-hmm. Never doubted. Um, no. When, when there would be a turnover, whether it was he or Ruben or whoever would force a, a big play, everybody's heads all at one time would turn on a swivel and turn into an offense to try to score it. And I saw this defense do that for, I think, the first time. As soon as uh, our boy Levi, hashtag Lurleen Wallace, 
Boulevard yeah. broke up broke up that pass, and it landed in Mac Wilson's heads. The hands, the entire defense uh, turned around and was ready to score, which I found very cool. Um, right. I mean, and I, I guess that's one of the reasons I'm discounting the non-offensive touchdown this year. Is in the past years, I expected that, that was part of the I, game. Yeah, yeah, and I count that as part of the Alabama offense. This year, it hasn't been. So I'm casting it as a fluke because it hasn't been part of what we do. Uh, well, so. You know, so that's why I'm like, eh, I'm not that impressed with, you know, that move because it hasn't been part of our repertoire this year, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But it's true. Very fair. And we'll get to the injuries. Yeah. Uh, but maybe, I, I think there's hope that maybe it's quickly become a part of our identity. And I would also just say to your Debbie Downerness that, I mean, we coasted for at least, I mean, over a quarter. I would say yeah. for over a quarter, our team coasted. We know Brian Dable coasted because right. uh, he got that ash chewing that a coasting mm-hmm. deserves in a playoff right. semifinal. Um, but I, I was pretty dang pleased with the win. My only, uh, my only sort of counterpoint to that is in the week since I've thought, you know, Clemson might not have been all that great. Right. I don't think they. I think Georgia's. Probably better than Clemson. Yes. Having said that, I think we match up better with Georgia than with Clemson. Yes, but, exactly. But I think Georgia's probably a better team. Yeah, yeah. Had we done a podcast uh, after the playoff announcement, like good right. podcasters. Well, look, we, we suck and we drink. Maybe right, we, exactly. That happens. Uh, I, I thought from the minute this was announced, and we all praised Jeebus uh, that we made the playoffs, I thought this was the exact sort of, uh, of bracket we needed because yeah. – we can beat Clemson. Do not think we would have beat Oklahoma, especially given what I saw from them. No. Uh, I mean, the, I, I, I don't want to say we couldn't beat Oklahoma. We, yes. But given our defensive woes and where they yes. are, um, I wanted no part of Baker. Yeah, I, di- I didn't feel good about the matchup, I should say. And I thought yeah. Georgia had a chance to beat Oklahoma. And like you just said, I think we match up better against Georgia in this playoff bracket than anybody else. Agreed, agreed. All right, we talked about... Uh, <laughs> defense and the non-offensive touchdown. Do you want to touch a little bit on offense? I will, and yeah. uh, and and will gladly report that we ran the damn ball. We did run the damn ball from the get-go. Uh, I think Damian had by the end of the first quarter. I think Damian had more carries than he did in the entire Iron Bowl. Oh, by the end, not even the first quarter, like in the first five minutes. It was, yeah, you're right. It was like the two first two series, maybe. Well, he had three carries in all the Iron Bowl, so. Uh, I think he had that in the first five minutes of this game easily. But that was uh, so refreshing to see somebody learning, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, but, it, it, you know, you, you shouldn't have to learn in game no, 13. Well, yeah, yeah, very valid point. But I feel like half the time the fans know what should happen, which we always know, right? I mean, we right, yeah, we know better yeah. than anybody. I don't uh, know why we're not getting paid $2 million a year. It is bizarre. But it, it seems like we're yelling into this abyss and nobody ever responds. And it was cool to see somebody <laughs> respond by running the damn ball. Right. I mean, and and, 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 and I guess the, the payoff is running the damn ball worked. And, uh, um, you know, I, I guess what everybody has said, you, you would not be able to run the damn ball against. If we can run the damn ball against Clemson, we can run the damn ball against anybody. Yeah, that's exactly right. Their, their interior defensive line has uh, future NFLers, high-round NFLers. 
cool. that was cool. And I have to say, particularly in contrast to having just watched the Rose Bowl, which we will talk about shortly, that was not the type of football I wanted to see. As good of a game no. as that was, Alabama played exactly the type of game I right. wanted to see. Interesting thing I want to talk about real quickly is we were running the damn ball, but it was all Bo Scarborough left, and that clearly was not going to work. Um, you know, but, but he would. I mean, when we finally took Damian and ran Damian, you know, up the middle and mm-hmm. off to the right, uh, that seemed to be a situation that was effective. Uh, now, so let's talk about Bo. Yeah, that's um, exactly yeah. What I mean is is that Bo is that Clemson. What is the what was the problem with Bo to the left? Because we kept trying and kept trying, and that shit was not working. No, and these are questions for people much smarter than us, i.e., at Ben Litvin. Right. Hey, by the way, if you're not following Professor Ben Litvin on Twitter, he's breaking down every game. He's breaking down film like Mark Jennings wishes he could. (laughs) Um, So yeah, um, yeah, so follow Ben Litvin on Twitter. Um, they have a podcast called Pete Carroll was right. And nobody knows why it's called that, but yet it is. He himself, uh, Carter Spires part of the program. Listen to that podcast. You'll learn a hell of a lot of information about Alabama football far more, far more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really is putting out the best content, uh, as far as sort of breaking down plays of anything I've seen in years. But that said, um, I, my only guess, and, and again, he would have to tell you how often Bo was in, but it seemed to me that every time Bo came in, it was it was totally predictable. We were going to run it. Yeah. It was going to be right to the left, like you said. So I just have to think that uh, Brent Venables at Clemson knew that. Otherwise, I'm I have very serious concerns about Bo's eff- effectiveness. Yeah, that's what I don't know. Is I don't know if we're using Bo wrong. If that's you know, a little. A little sweep to the left is not the play you need to be running Bo with because he's a gigantic human, so maybe he needs to be going up the middle. Uh, but again, I, like you said, I'm not smart enough to know that. Mm-hmm. And if anybody wants to uh, chime in on that, you are free to do so on Facebook at House Tooth Heroes or on Twitter at H Tooth Heroes. Uh, give us your thoughts on what to do with Bo. We would nicely, love to hear from Nicely you. plugged yeah. there. Um, while we're on the offensive side of the ball, okay. let, let's just jump into it. We're going to jump ahead. Let's talk quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, you and I texted during the game, and for the first time, you were starting to feel a little a little Tua in your heart. Okay, here's the deal with that. Yes. I my problem was not my problem with Jalen is not what people think it is. I don't care if he can hit the deep beat ball. We don't have to hit the hit the beat ball to win games. He was relatively accurate. My problem is he sits back in the damn pocket sucking on a lollipop, and it's really that's not against Clemson's defense. That's not going to work. I think I tweeted uh, during the game. It's not that hard to convey the information. 1,001, 1,002, get rid of the ball because on 1,003, your ass is on the ground. And he never learned that. I don't know if nobody told him that or if it just didn't digest. But against Clemson's front four, you have two seconds. And if you don't get rid of the ball within those two seconds, you need to, I mean, if you don't find a receiver in two seconds, you need to get rid of the ball or you need to take off. Those are your options. Um, yeah, but he was 16 of 24, not terrible. No. So I, I didn't have a problem with when he throws the ball, he can't throw deep. Fine. He can, they can dunk all day long, and I am perfectly happy with doing that. Joe Montana did that um, with, some, you know, with some success. But the problem is he sits back there forever like somehow he's got the world's best offensive line that's going to fend off the best defense in America, and it doesn't happen, and it never registered. 
that sitting back there too long is going to cause him to get sat every damn time. I, I think that's exactly right. There is a some like a comfort blanket effect of knowing that he's not going to throw an interception. I mean, I haven't right. thought about an interception all season. No. And, 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 and like I said, you, you talked about Tua. I'm not pro Tua. Uh, I mean, I've been putting him in that game or in this game or any game this year. My, but going forward, if this dude can't figure out how to get rid of the ball, um, then I'm in. I'm in. Next year, I'm in favor of at least entertaining it over yeah. the and seeing what happens. If Tua does some growing up over the offseason in terms of his ability, maturity, whatnot, whatnot, he is a child. But I'm willing to entertain it if this dude just refuses to get rid of the ball and takes a sack every damn time. Yeah, I mean, let's not gump hard enough to go ahead and call Tua the 2018 starter, but uh, because I think the last the last meaningful SEC play we saw from him, uh, not the play, but the last time we saw him uh, included the pick six against Tennessee, which was right. one of the more embarrassing moments of my life. If I'm being right, perfectly I honest. can see that. Yes. Uh, so, and but, but do I think? If you asked him to do every single thing Jalen is doing, yes, I think he could do it and do it better. Even when Jalen hits his guy, he doesn't lead right. I mean, I think I think we lose major yards by receivers having to stop or turn backwards or whatever. Yeah, and speaking of receivers having to stop, that M effing flea flicker, bro. God bless America. What the? Oh, <laughs> I wanted that play. I knew we were gonna pull some something out of our bag of tricks and uh-huh. i wanted that so badly and he blew it yeah it was um, there just i mean that's of all the th- here's my question i guess play calling the i want to hit a flea flicker but damn it look at the arm on the guy we've got throwing the ball he can't do it um so I, i'm all about a bag of tricks but that that is not the weapon we needed to pull out in my opinion um when you've got a quarterback you I, surely he can do it. I mean, he can't do it. So, you know, I'm all about a crazy ass play, but that's not the one we needed to run in my opinion. But yeah, I wanted it too, but somehow you just knew that he wasn't going to hit. It. I, I I feel like we have to have somebody on the team and it may be, it may be Calvin Ridley or Ronnie Harrison who played quarterback in high school. Yeah. Somebody can, can launch a football and damn it. That would be fun to watch. Right. I know. Uh, and even just last note on Jalen here, uh, even the touchdown where he sort of broke a tackle, scrambled to the sideline, and then found mm-hmm. Ridley open, which was a – it looked like a great play, but upon replay, he yeah. had Calvin. I mean, within a second of the snap, Calvin was wide open in the middle of the end zone, and he just right. had to sort of drop it over a linebacker, and I don't know. But it was he, an odd little throw. Yeah, no, it, I don't – maybe not, he just wasn't confident in that, but it yeah, shouldn't I, have been I, as difficult as it was. And look, as we sit here and we try Jalen Hurts, so let's be let's be clear at least from my perspective. I'm not I, I'm not I'm not looking for another quarterback. I you know this is you know he's the Alabama passing leader or whatever the hell he is. I don't really know anymore. I keep tra- I can't keep track of stats. I'm too dumb. But nevertheless, uh, he's he has been productive offensively, and he does have a weapon with his legs that nobody else has. So I'm not anti Jalen, but there are some glaring problems that have not been addressed and have not gotten better. And that's my concern is if you're not progressing and getting better every year, what are you even doing? Yeah, it is by and large the same quarterback we saw last year. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, uh, you want to head to injuries? 
Let's head so. to injuries. I don't want to, but we'll. Right. Uh, right. Our boy, Anthony Jennings, who had easily his best game of the season, uh, came down with, it was a knee sprain, and I'm sure there's more damage done than we have yet learned. Uh, out for the season, replaceable, or what do you think? Mm, well, replaceable, no. no. We don't have an edge rusher like him. And Matt, Matt Wilson is going to have to step up his game. He stepped up his game a lot in uh, in the in the Clemson game, but and even with uh, apparently he's been playing all year with a broken foot. Yeah. So you know who is there to you know who am I to judge? But um, he stepped up in Clemson, but he's going to have to be a monster in the Georgia game because we don't have anybody who can begin to do what Anthony Jennings did, except for Mac Wilson, who's not as good, but he's going to have to step up and try to be as close as he can be to Anthony Jennings. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, the only other sort of alternative I've heard, and that's I'm using that word loosely, is uh, little brother of C.J. Mosley, Jamie Mosley, former walk-on, yeah. who yeah. I would like and want to pull for, but he didn't get a single snap against Auburn, and I have to believe there was a reason that the coaching staff did that. So yeah. uh, it, it'll... It'll be up to him, I think. I think we'll see him a lot as long as <laughs> our boy Keith Holcomb stays off the oh, field. No, I'll feel no. okay. If I, you I don't see Keith think... Holcomb on the field, go ahead and chalk that up to an L. That's, a, that's exactly right. If Keith Holcomb steps on the field during <laughs> during the action, uh, we have lost the game. But, yeah. but if not, I feel okay. I initially thought, well, there goes Anthony Jennings. There goes the championship. I think that's a little dramatic probably. Yeah. Uh, um, on the, the offensive only, side of the ball, we did yeah. lose another big one, uh, but maybe not irreplaceable in Lester Cotton, Tuscaloosa native Lester Cotton. Big fan of the guy. Brady I am. Jesse Hasenauer came in and did well, though, in my opinion. He did. He did. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm no offensive line expert, and generally the offensive line is the most difficult position to play uh, because of the footwork involved. But uh, apparently, JC Hasenauer has been uh, coached up and, uh, Stepped in, and you know he's no Lester Cotton, but who is? So he did he did well, uh, no, no complaints. Uh, so it looks like he'll be taking that role. And finally, uh, with regard to injuries, you have a hot take, a sauce, if you will. We do have sauces. That's right. I'm glad you reminded me. Okay, uh, heroes, if you have been on the interwebs today, and especially you losers who browse the forums, no offense, uh, <laughs> there are all kinds of rampant rumors. Or as we saw one Gump uh, discussing today, uh, who who made a little portmanteau of tied rumors into mm-hmm. tumors. <laughs> so we're here to discuss tumors. It is not a tumor. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, our boy, the Falconer himself. Right, the uh, Falconer. Yeah. Ah. Thank you. <laughs> cool. yeah, thank you. Uh, rampant rumors of some sort of spleen injury on the kid. Uh, there, right. there, we have heard multiple things from he is out and having like life-saving surgery to he might play. But here is the truth, heroes. We have it on good word from, all right, I've got to get this right, the brother of the guy who dates the roommate of the girl who Minka currently sees. Play right. that out, brother so, of the guy well, this, who dates the this roommate. Is, this is airtight information, then. Yeah, yes. Who said, uh, who said, I'm pulling up the exact quote here. 
Oh, Gregory, you put me on the spot and I blew it. Damn it. Okay, basically what we've heard is that Minka's going to play. The direct quote is, he bruised his kidney, so not a spleen note. He bruised his kidney, can't practice, but is still going to play. Happened at the beginning of the game and supposedly has been peeing blood since. I'm not wow. a doctor, Gregory. Maybe you, I don't know. you have letters I, after your name. Peeing, I have, I peeing do, blood that, sounds bad. That does sound bad. Now, other people have absolutely refuted this information, uh, but I am going to trust, <laughs> frankly, uh, the brother of the girlfriend of the guy who hooks up with the girl whose roommate Mika hooks up with. Yeah. That sounds it. like Eric. That's, that's, why wouldn't you doubt that? <laughs> Seems legit. Uh and uh, if it is, we're, well, there's no if, since it's legit. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with Minka getting a week off practice, right? I want him to be fresh. Yeah. I wish more guys could get a week off practice and come in and play. Right? All he needs is a walkthrough in a film room. He's yeah. fine. Minka yeah. has the skills. He just doesn't need to get a, get, a, get a helmet to the back. Yeah. Okay. feel great about that. Other things I feel great about are you telling me the answer to this question I'm about to ask you. Which is, okay. who showed out? Deron Payne showed out. Oh, he so showed out. Did he ever show out? Has anybody ever shown out more? It, you know, our boy uh, Darius Marcel, Marcel yeah, Darius himself, he did out. earn like $8 million based off of one game on the national championship. Right. I would put Mount Deron Cody on that out. level. Right. That, that's, that's a lot of showing out. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, for this, you know, this, this year's team... I've never seen anybody quite show out like that. I think that is probably that's one of the show outs of the year. I'm going to nominate somebody who maybe didn't show out show out with his play as much as uh, his his mouth and then his post game apparel, and that's Crazy Tony himself, Tony Brown. Right. Before we get to Crazy Tony, because there's a lot to, there's a lot to win too back. soon. Well, no, we're going to get to Crazy Tony, but Anthony Jennings. Here's what I want. I mean, uh, but uh, uh, Durante. I want him to get on Dancing of the Stars. Oh. Have you ever seen such twinkle toes? Those toes, man. I know. And he, and a- he just told Jalen to hit him in the belly. Obviously, Jalen didn't do it. No, of course not. But, but, but he, he then just, adapted. He, he, was, he was so agile. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so uh, Crazy Tony. Crazy Lord. Tony, man. Uh, there there are multiple clips of him, but but the two I would really like to talk about I'm not going to use the language he uses because this is a family program and the heroes love the kids. Hey, uh, listener. What's up, Fred? Fred. Fred and whatever kids are around you. I know. Um, right. The punt return. We know We know he yelled at the at the guy about getting a fair catch. I mean, taunted him right. immediately as it was happening. But then after he does that, he sort of circles around, and he's on the Clemson sideline totally by himself. And he is just yapping nonstop and not a single Clemson player looks at all motivated to respond. They all just sort of are wide eyed staring at him back. That was probably my favorite. Second favorite came from a Snapchat I saw after the game. And as the clock runs down, uh, of course our offense is on the field. They're on the far side of the field. Everybody sort of runs toward the middle like they do. Saban's out there. Dabo's out there. And there's one player on the other side of the field by himself Yelling at every Clemson player returning to the tunnel. Oh my god. And there god. he is, crazy Tony himself. 
God. Well, yeah. I mean, Crazy Tony. All right, let's go ahead and talk. Well, first of all, I'm a big fan of Crazy Tony without a shirt. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't just being randomly, just in random times, Crazy Tony will appear up here without a shirt on. Um, I liked the Crazy Tony broke up a uh, pass in the end zone, probably mm-hmm. in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Crazy Tony is not the best pass defender in the world, but the Crazy Tony, if you if if you catch it over Crazy Tony, Crazy Tony's liable. He'll just kill you. <laughs> He's gonna shank you right then and there. Right, in front of eighty thousand people. Crazy Tony gives no no chance at all. Crazy Tony will kill you in front of eighty thousand. Um, so the, I do love that about him. But yeah, the suit. Talk about the suit. Oh man, the suit was so sweet. It was houndstooth, but like a black and gray pattern, and then it had these sort of massive rhinestones all up and down the lapel. He had a uh, a gorilla face necklace hanging down just like a little medallion and then some sort of matching belt to go with it and his mom his mom put that together for him to wear after this game it was nice well, that, okay if I'm, if I'm not correct i don't know the real answer what is what's the answer for pants what's the word for pants that don't go all the way to the floor that are like right below your knees oh you're right they were sort of like high waters yeah yeah like not even high waters but like they were like barely below his capri knees. pant type capri things. pants is what they're called yes. yeah yeah, yeah, I forgot they came down, and then he had on some black loafers. Man, he looked good, and he knew he looked good. Oh, he knew it. Yeah, well, you crazy, Tony. You know you look good. <laughs> but you're um, right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have discounted the game he had because, actually, he had a great game. Deontay Thompson back there filling in for the injured, whoever's now injured, uh, yeah. also had a great game. And the final final guy I will say showed out, Damian Harris. Yes, thank so you. Finally, the, the ball was damn run, and he did his job. <sighs> One more time. One more time, I please. But we, I know, with feeling. Um, all right. So, not this is not so much a show out, but um, let's talk about Scott Cochran. Oh man, moving on to post game activities. I assume this just happened some. I guess what was that Thursday of this week? Yeah, something uh, like that. Scott Cochran comes in. Who is? Who is? I mean, everybody's favorite, right? If I say Scott Cochran's my favorite, it's cliche, but but he is everybody's right. favorite. He is. Highly, highly paid, and yet still somehow probably undervalued to what he actually brings to the team. Uh, he made his name nine years ago in September of 2008, leading up to yeah. a game against Georgia, in which, in which he told stretching players, uh, you know why they're wearing back black, because they're going to an MF funeral. Correct. And there he was this week, still getting this team hyped up for, for Georgia, by coming out with last year's second place trophy. Mm-hmm. And there he was, captured on Jerry Judy Snapchats and maybe <laughs> others. I don't follow the players on Snapchats because I'm not a creep. But there he was with the 2017 runner-up trophy high above his head, holding maybe like a sledgehammer. Right. And then slammed it to the ground, crashed it everywhere. It was gorgeous. And, of course, there was a there – was... The internet went wild with it, but then, of course, you, T. Bob Abair of LSU. Oh, I know he's the worst. He's like, I can't believe you did that, discounting those seniors' hard work. Those seniors got two damn championship rings. Mm-hmm. They are not interested in a runner-up trophy as much as Scott Cochran is interested in a runner-up trophy. They were as embarrassed as anybody. Exactly, so, as you put know, it, they were embarrassed by that trophy, and they should be. Um, let's just hope we don't have another one. Uh, who needs a replacement? 
And, and Cochran uh, had sort of a message. I couldn't fully hear it all. There was a lot of NSFW, uh, uh-huh. but something about it doesn't matter who we're playing. We don't take participation trophies. Correct. Exactly. Speaking of participation trophies. <laughs> that was a nice segue. It is. You know, I don't even know why we're playing this game because the national champion has already been crowned. It's done been decided. They're in Orlando. They're USA, UCF, University of Central Florida, a directional school. They are. And what's interesting to me is you you called this insufferable behavior earlier. Or, or, I told early. you. I told everybody that was would listen. I was from I was for Auburn and the Peach Bowl for the very reason I know UCF people. UCF people are Mississippi State people. And you know my feelings on that. Mm. UCF has, you know, had finally they were 0 and 12 two years ago. So, you know, get off your chat. Um, they finally did well with a great coach who promptly left them. Um, deciding that they're the national championship, the champions when their best win was Memphis, um, and that you know when you when you, I'd love to play Memphis and Austin P, um, but we don't get to. Um, so you know they're insufferable people. They have that Prisco guy who's a media guy down there who's desperate to get UCF in the Southeastern Conference. We ain't taking a directional school. Um, so yeah, I, I, they UCF. Imagine it is the Mississippi State of Florida. (laughs) I can't think of a worse insult you would give a school. Uh, I do want to shout out to listener Crob, a.k.a. Dirk Krabasar, a.k.a. Rock Krobster, a.k.a. Rick Cribbins. Sorry, the the biggest UCF fan I know. And frankly, because I knew one UCF fan and liked and... Because it was Auburn, I pulled for him. I can put up with whatever's going on. A parade, that's that's fine. That's uh, it's fine. adorable. I it's don't adorable. Care. I mean, yeah, it does not matter in the world to me. I just think it's funny. And I and I really enjoyed watching Auburn lose that game. I must say. And can I, we talk I, about the one-handed guy? Right. Yeah. He has yeah. a nub and is like better a monster. than any defender Clemson had. Right. He's a monster, dude. He's uh, really but good. yeah, there. I mean, I have like I said, I don't really have a problem with UCF as a football team, my interactions with UCF people generally have been negative. That's not to say that they're all negative. There's some lovely UCF Golden Knights, but (laughs) I don't don't know. You don't have to backtrack for uh, Rick Cribbins, but I do do expect huge things out of Nebraska with Scott Frost at the helm. That is correct. Um, We want to talk about the Rose Bowl much. I I don't know much to say about it. Um. No, I don't either. I watched it, and it was it was probably the well one of the most entertaining games I saw all season. Speaking yeah, of UCF, I, it was a little bit like that UCF USF game where it was yeah. just it was a wild west of scoring, which I hate. Which I was I mean, yeah, watching it, it was like having an angel and a devil on my shoulders because right every the, point that was scored was like a knife to my stomach. It was. It was. It was horrendous football to watch for an Alabama fan. That right. said, was it like turning on The Bachelor or whatever mindless television is today? Yeah, and it kind of was the Bachelor. Yeah. Um, I do. I will say, Georgia's quarterback does have me worried a little bit. Yeah. Um, because he, you know, he is accurate. He can complete the deep ball, and uh, you know, that has been a thing. But here's the thing about that. Um, this is like a, a, a meta situation. We've got third and Kirby going against a defense that can't stop it. They can't stop anything anyway. So what, what do we, I mean, what are we, what is even happening there? So on third and Kirby, he's going to throw the ball and then 
you'd think that we would intercept it, but we won't. That's probably when the nuke hits, frankly. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's got to be coming. Yeah, it's that'll all be coming. interesting to watch. I do think, I guess a couple of quick thoughts from the game. I thought Baker Mayfield was legit. Yeah. I fully expected him to be exposed like we've seen so many others on yeah. that stage. And he was pretty damn good. Yeah, he is. Which is not to um, say that he'll be an NFL quarterback. Right. Do we worry? I mean, Georgia's scheme, I'm fine with. Do yeah. we worry about the quality of their backs? Because they are, you know, they're probably, it's probably the best two-back tandem in America. Yeah, I mean, that's the question here. Uh, but But they had at least Nick Chubb when we went into Athens a few years ago after losing to Ole Miss and the dynasty was over and they were right. uh, top five, I think, and going to run us out of relevance. Right. And he didn't, he didn't do a thing until garbage time. Right. Uh, we've heard always and, and frankly seen everything Leonard Fournette can do. And he right. never did anything against us. Darius Guiche never did anything right. against us. I think those guys are at Georgia right now are great. I think they're on the level of those other greats, and we have managed to stop them completely. We did, uh, but we only stopped one. And for me, Sonny Michelle is better than Nick Chubb, or at least he's better in the Rose Bowl. I don't know that he's better, you know, constantly. You know, I don't know the all around back. I don't know if he's better in the Rose Bowl. He was better. Uh, so we haven't ever faced, in my, I can recall a two-back tandem quite like this. No, I think I think the two-back tandem is part of it, although I still feel pretty confident in that. I guess what I was trying to think through, those guys I all just listed, none of them had a very skilled quarterback. I mean, last time was Aaron Murray was still at Georgia, I guess, when we ran them out the building, of their own building. Mm-hmm. Have we? Who's the best running back quarterback pair we've beaten? I mean, it's got to be Deshaun Watson and whoever yeah. their running back was. I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I have concerns because I think that quarterback, their quarterback, whatever his name is, can make plays. He, he is can certainly throw serviceable. He's, he's accurate. He's good. I think with Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb back there, I think I think we're gonna have our work cut out for us. Having said that, it's a scheme that we know what to do with. It's not like we're playing some weird ass Texas Tech all over the field, kind of crazy. So, you know, they're not going to surprise us with what they do. It's just the quality of what they, what, who they have yeah. doing. Yeah. And, and resorting back to our boy Litvin, because again, yeah. we are not smart people, but we at least know online smart people. Mm-hmm. Uh, explosive plays, I think, are, a, are becoming, you know, sort of that advanced statistic everybody watches. And the Alabama defense just does not give up explosive plays. If we do, we're in a heap of trouble. I mean, totally right. screwed. But yeah. I find it hard to believe that they'll be able to really get some explosive gains regularly against us. Right. All right. Sounds good. Which is okay, really well, what defined that Rose Bowl game, getting back yeah, to sort definitely. of the bigger game. I mean, it was just explosive play after explosive play. Yeah, yeah that's not going to happen. No. Uh, so I'm, I, I do think it'll be, end up being a close game. Let's go ahead and get to it, I guess. We promised everybody a mini pod, and we've gone on and on and on. We have. Um, but, uh, the line in this game, your Crimson Tide, uh, on Monday night at eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Central, six o'clock Taos, New Mexico time, um, will be, uh, and the Tide is, uh, favored by four points. Who you got, what's who you hate, what's your final score, my foul? Uh, you're going to make me start. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I saw last week pre the Clemson game that Mel Kiper, who we love on this show, love Mel Kiper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we do. Uh, yeah. 
had had Minka as his number two player in the draft. That said, you know, Minka has done very cool things all season. He has been the glue and then some, uh, but he has yet to really, in my opinion, and maybe, you know, my memory is hampered, we'll say, <laughs> regularly. Uh, I haven't seen Minka take over a game, and I think Monday night is when Minka takes over on the biggest stage. Busted spleen, lacerated kidney, what have you, pee and blood there on the sideline in the tent. Uh, I think Minka is our guy. I think he rallies the defense. Uh, we need, you know, we need his leadership combined with Crazy Tony and people like uh, Levi and Deontay who just put their heads down and, and follow. I think we've got the right mix there to stop Georgia's offense. It, I don't, I don't think we're going to score a ton of points offensively. I hope that we get some on defense again. Uh, I will say I was highly encouraged by our special teams, not only our kickoff coverage, uh, but kick returns were okay. And then uh, rugs back there returning punts sort of showed some glimpses that we hadn't seen in a while. I think I think we do get a non-offensive touchdown somewhere. And then back to offensively, if we stick to running the damn ball, which it looks like maybe our, our coaching staff realized that that is the identity that we need, uh, I expect good things. I, I, my confidence oscillates pretty much every uh, quarter hour or so. Uh, but I again, I think with Jalen back there, you don't have to worry about interceptions. I think if we're giving, if we're feeding Damian, if we're feeding Josh Jacobs, and maybe even working in Najee, which was very cool. I don't know how to say that exactly. Right. That's weird. I've read it a billion times. Najee? I don't know. Najee Harris, 22. Uh, I should just say 22. That's what the smart guys like to say. If we just feed 822 and get a little creative. I don't know if it's another flea flicker, as you pointed out. Probably not. A little creativity. I think the tide does it. Nick Saban is currently 11-0 against his former assistants. I like us to go to 12-0. I'm going to put it at 24-16 fair fair Uh, i pretty much agree with everything you said if we continue to run the damn ball we will have some success i think i think uh jalen will get more time still not you know instead of two seconds he'll get three but he'll want he wants to sit back there for seven and a half but if he can do his check down and get beyond uh you know his primary receiver uh then you know i think we might could have a decent day uh in the air uh i think I'm more confident today than I was against Clemson. Uh, I think we cover. I think we cover nicely. Um, I think it will. I think we'll probably. I agree with you. There may be a non-offensive touchdown. That quarterback for Georgia is good, but he hasn't seen a rush like this. Um, my number is thirty. Crimson Tide. Georgia Bulldogs seventeen. Thirty to seventeen. <laughs> yeah. I don't it. think it's going to be as close as people think. I'll take it. And and the two musts we've said. I think a non-offensive touchdown and ensuring Holcomb doesn't touch the field. Correct, correct. That's what we need. All right. right. That's been your mini-pod, kids. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Again, you can find us on the uh, series of tubes, on the Facebook with all the moms, on Twitter at H2Heroes. You can find this podcast on houndstoothheroes.com. As always, sponsored by Jordan City Brewing Company, Wild Bill's Wing Sauce, uh, uh, thank you for joining us. We will probably pop back in from time to time during the off season as information warrants. 
Uh, in the meantime, stay in touch. Uh, have a good one. Take us home, Messi. All right. Y'all be good. Roll Tide. Okay. Yeah, there's no point in that. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut it.